Hello and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. I hope you're having a great day today. This is actually the day when the uh, FTSE 100 index, which is the stock market index for the, the largest uh, companies in the UK, has seen uh, the biggest fall in four years. It's been their worst day since 2016. And this is as a result of this growing coronavirus that is now in Italy, in South Korea, uh, in, in, in Northern Italy, the, the supermarkets are starting to run short of supplies as they lock down the area. You know, in China, we see uh, industry coming to a standstill, as I was talking about last week. And I think this, this could grow. Finally, the stock markets have been spooked by this. And I think it could get worse unless they really get to grips with this virus in in the very near future. Now, somebody might say, well, what, you know, what, what's wrong with this virus? I mean, there people, more people die from flu every year, and that, that is true. Even in the UK, I mean, nobody's died. You know, no one's really uh, in, in danger of dying at the moment. Uh, and, and yet this winter, thousands of older people would have probably died from, from influenza, from flu. Uh, but this this is spreading so fast. It's gone from a small town in China to all over China to, you know, ships where people have been infected on ships, even though they've been kept in their rooms and under quarantine to Iran and, and countries like Iran. I mean, you know, uh, and deaths in, in, in other countries outside of China. So if that happens, they'll call it then a pandemic, at the most an epidemic. And it could have serious consequences because, you know, the, the market's you know, the stock market will look at the, the likely performance of, of a company over the next year or five years or whatever. And, you know, if they're looking at a company, for instance, an airline, and they see that travel is just taking a complete, pardon the pun, a, a nosedive, then they will obviously be downgrading th those shares and say, well, those shares are not worth as much as they were yesterday because of this growing problem. If they're looking at... Um, you know, a company like Apple that, get, that, gets, that actually manufactures most of their phones in China. How can they value that, that company at, at the same as it was a couple of weeks ago? And there are lots of companies that, that are being affected by this. And, you know, we saw a drop of uh, 3% at, at one point today. Uh, and yet at the same time, and that doesn't sound a lot, does it? 3%, you know, um, you think, what's 3% to, to between friends? But, you know, that actually equates to billions of, of pounds in, in the value of stocks. And then you might say, well, so what? What does it matter if, you know, uh, Glaxo or BT or HSBC are worth a little bit less t today than they were yesterday? But it does make a big difference um, because, you know, A, it has a direct effect on all of us in, in terms of our pension funds, because our pension funds are invested in the in these markets and in these shares in the FTSE 100 index. It will affect confidence in the market if these if these share prices fall further, um, then it, it literally devalues the, the, the company. It means that that company is worth less than it was. It then could be uh, open to a takeover bid from, from somebody else, from another company. Um, the Dow Jones also fell Firms such as Nike, Apple, Walt Disney, uh, which do major business in China and rely on it to make goods, uh, with some of the hardest shares down more than three and a half percent. I expect that 
things may bounce back in the short term as traders then say, well, you know, we can buy Apple at a 3% discount. Why don't we do that? Uh, the biggest travel firms, uh, the biggest sufferers in the UK were companies like EasyJet, which sunk 16%. I mean, six, that's a lot. You know, that means your company's worth nearly a fifth less than it was. TUI, uh, British Airways, owners, uh, IAG, were both down by more than 9% at the close of business. Now, it's traditional that in, in these volatile times that money then pours into things like gold. Uh, gold uh, at one point was up by th nearly 3%. I think by the end of the day, I just checked it, it's been up by, you know, it's, it went up a lot, then it went down a little bit. So on the day, it's, it's still up nearly 1% and something like 5% on, on the week. So in, in a week, gold shot up by 5%. Silver was a similar story. It had it, gone up at one point by 3% of the day and, and slipped down to around about 1% on, on the day. Uh, but these are things that uh, commodities that people or investors will, will go into when the markets are a bit shaky and they're looking for a bit of stability. Because don't forget, some of these funds have to invest. A lot of these funds can't just sit on, on cash, sit on, on billions of you know, of cash and sit on this big money pile waiting for investments. They, they've got to be invested in the market, particularly things like unit trusts. So that's what's been happening. Now, uh, today I, I've been on a, a, a property mastermind and, you know, all the, all the news about property at the moment is, yeah, property is going up, you know, it's finally going up, the Boris bounce, we're going to regenerate areas of, of the north. And perhaps people are ignoring the stock market. Well, it doesn't matter if the stock market's going down. I'm in property. Well, that doesn't always uh, follow because when there are big stock market crashes, normally property prices follow because you know if the stock market crashes and you know prices of shares have gone down, profits are down. You know they they eventually are going to say, well, let's cut back on investment. We haven't got as much money to invest, and that means maybe that people will lose their jobs. So it, it affects the economy. Don't think that, well, I'm, I don't invest in stocks and shares, so it's not going to affect me, but it, it will affect you. It does affect you. Uh, it affects all of us because, you know, our whole economy, our whole capitalist system is based on, you know, companies and people in, and, and uh, shareholders investing in these companies to, to build capital, to build jobs. Government don't create jobs. Th these companies create jobs. So if it goes down, it's going to take everybody down with us and including property investors. Now, property is not as volatile, of course. Uh, you don't see property prices going up and down like this. Uh, but at the same time, property is not a liquid investment. It's not as liquid as shares. When when you hold shares and, you know, you think the market's going down, you can phone up your broker or you can do it online and sell. And you, you'll nearly always have a buyer for those shares because that's the market. That's the way the stock market works. But if, if property prices are going down, you could be stuck with it for years unless you sell it, sell it off at, at a cheap price. So we'll have to see. I'm not saying the market is going to, to definitely uh, drop, uh, but this could be the signs of it. We don't know. It's the worst day for four years, as I said. And uh, I mean, look at the figures on Corona. 77,000 people in China uh, have, have been infected and nearly 2,600 have died. And that's only the reported cases. We don't really know what's happening there. We don't really know what's happening in Iran and countries like this. You know, we don't know if it's spread. We know it's spread into South Korea, but if it went into North Korea, then what? You know, I don't know. Now, perhaps North Korea is perhaps the safest place to be because, you know, they're closed off from the world. 
Um, so we shall have to see. Now, I, I'm the author of the book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Um, and I was a financial advisor for 25 years. So I've seen markets going up and down over the years. And, you know, if you look back on the charts, you can see the major crashes like the 2008, the 1987. And, the, you know, there was one in the 90s. It, it tends to come every 10 to 12 years. So we we have seen a quite a good bull run of 12 years. And as I've said before, there's no logical reason sometimes for these markets to drop. Sometimes it could be just something like this. It can be a, a health scare. It can be a trade war scare. It can be uh, the, the possibilities of a war or an actual war or an oil crisis as, as happened in the 70s. You just, you just don't know. It only takes one thing to tip this fragile uh, house of cards over and the markets can come tumbling. And the reason they tumble is that once somebody sells and the market then tumbles, it's then computers who are and programs that are selling these stocks. And this is what happened in 2008, that there was this sell off and then that, that causes the price to, to drop and drop and drop because everybody's selling at the same time. So we, we shall have to see what happens in, in this case. Uh, but we are due for a, a correction. They call it a correction when it's gone down maybe three, four, five percent. You know, they call it a crash if it goes down by more. Maybe sometimes the market's gone down by 25, 30 percent. So that could be a crash. And if that happens, then, you know, it will it will have long lasting effects on, on the economy as, as it did in 2008. But the government's are trying to hold up the market. They're trying to print money, not literally printing money like off a printing press where it just churns out like that, uh, you know, like a forger sitting in an office printing money. It's it's more like uh, creating money and buying bonds with this created money. And then the bonds shore up the market and, you know, more money goes into the market. And China have been doing this to, to hold its economy up a little bit. But we'll see. China says they've got it under control. I think they're going to start uh, production again soon and, and we shall see. Now, uh, as for property, uh, just be careful out there. Just, you know, make sure, you, you know, if you're invested in property, make sure you buy at the right price. Make sure you know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, then come along and uh, maybe join me on one of the courses I go on. Uh, uh, you can go on a free taste a day course, learn about property, learn how it works. Um, you know, you can get a rough overview of the various strategies that you can employ to uh, build your property portfolio. Some of you may want to uh, just invest on the side and keep your job. Some of you may want to quit your job within six months to a year, and that, that is possible. Uh, some of you may already have money to invest and you know, you're investing in the stock market. You think, oh, it's a bit volatile. Let's go into property. Let's, let's have something a bit more stable. Some of you may be investing for income, some for growth. So there's various strategies you can employ to either maximize your income, like you, like for instance, HMOs, houses of multiple occupation, service accommodation. Uh, there's there's different strategies for for, for producing income, um, growth. You you may want to look in areas where there's high capital growth, but maybe not such a good yield for income. So as I said, it different strategies apply to different parts of the country, even. So you've got, you've got to really look at all the, all the strategies. And what, what a property taster day would do for you is give you an overview. Now, they offer these courses for free. Now, yeah, everybody knows they're offering a course for free. But when you get there, they're trying to sell you uh, a further course where you would pay. But, you know, you're not locked in a room 
and, and forced to sign on the dotted line. It's up to you whether you want to you know, do, a, do a course on service accommodation, HMO, or how to buy properties using none of your own money, no money down courses. Um, you would go there, they say, right, this is the overview. This is how no money down investing works. This is how joint venturing works. This is how rent to rent works, service accommodation, houses in multiple occupation, or just straightforward buy to let. This is how it all works. You need a mortgage, you need this. Right, now, if you want to know more about HMOs, there is a course starting in a month's time. You can go on this HMO course. It costs this, you, you sign up for it. If you don't want it, that's fine too. Um, so it, it's, it's a way of adding value to people, giving people value up front and saying, right, we'll give you value. Um, and hopefully uh, out of, you know, maybe a hundred people that turn up, maybe 10 will go on and, and buy further courses and actually pay for courses. It's a bit like the way the internet works, isn't it? You, you see a free thing on the internet, you see a free seminar, and then at the end it says, would you like to find out more? You know, sign up for my for my paid course. And that's how it works. So I'd certainly recommend it. It, it will definitely open your eyes if you go on a one day taster course or, or some of them are a weekend taster course. I, I, I would definitely uh, give that a try. If you want to do that, email me at charles at charleskelly.net or here on uh, Facebook, you can get me on Messenger or LinkedIn. Uh, just drop me a line and I'll send you some dates of, of courses that, that are coming up in the near future. And one final thing, the new chancellor, do you know who the new chancellor is, by the way? I, I bet most of you don't know who the new chancellor is or can you say his name? He's actually a guy called Rishi Sunak and you'd be forgiven for not knowing who he is because he was just appointed in the last reshuffle. Outside of political circles, no one had ever heard of him. I, I've heard of him, I, I actually met him because he came to my constituency a few years ago asking if we would select him as the MP when the other other MP had stepped down and we didn't select him um, and, and it was another one we selected but th there you go we're happy with our MP anyway um, and and he's he, he, he's going to planning to there's a budget coming up and he's planning to bring in a few changes now one of the things that's it's been mentioned today that he's going to look at these this new revenue ruling on what's called IR35 now IR35 relates to uh, employment that happens uh, via well, I say employment, it's not supposed to be employment, but companies that employ people as a consultant on a short-term contract or a long-term contract, and that company employs the person not as an individual. They don't employ them, they hire the company, a limited company. So I set myself up as a company and I hire myself out to HSBC as a computer consultant, and I invoice that company and they pay me, and then I pay my tax, less expenses and my corporation tax and any income tax and all these things and my own national insurance but the company once they've done that they don't have to pay any employer national insurance which can be as high as 14 percent so it, it actually does save the company money it makes it more flexible but the the revenue hmrc are, are saying that this is in, in effect disguised employment that some of these people are not really uh, self-employed contractors they're really employed so then they could start making the companies liable for the for the national insurance now this was all going to come about in April, and the Chancellor Rishi Sunak has said that he will he will ask that I think there's going to be a period where they won't be so heavy-handed because this could could end up damaging a whole employment sector. It could end up damaging part of the economy if they go in too heavy-handed and too ham-fisted, you know, using a, a sledgehammer to crack a nut. There might be some people who abuse the system, but on the whole, uh, the country needs a way of employing consultants and IT people 
on a flexible basis because many of these projects are, are short term. And what we don't want to see, which we are starting to see, is that these contracts are start, start to be driven abroad uh, because the, the HMRC get too um, uppity and, and get on their high horse too much and end up killing the goose that lays the golden egg because the, the, these companies tend to be quite high tech companies, they're quite high paying companies and people who uh, out, outsource their service on a limited company basis are normally high earners and they pay a lot of tax. So if you mess it all up by over-regulating things, then you know, you're going to see this, this type of employment or this type of work going abroad. And, and that will be sad for British people and for the, for the British economy. So good luck to Rishi Sunak, and I hope he does something about this so that you know, we don't see uh, a mass exodus of, of employees. Now, some people, you could also argue that, yes, you might be earning more money with this limited company, but you're also on a, 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 a dangling on a bit of string that you can be laid off at any time. So it's not so secure. So I think the tax treatment should be different for those people, but we shall see. Anyway, so that's it for now uh, on a day when we have seen uh, that the FT100 index uh, showing its biggest drop for over four years. Uh, billions were wiped off. I think something like 60 billion were wiped off the, the stock market value today. The Dow Jones in America has followed. So we will have to see what will happen in the next coming days and whether this coronavirus will continue to spread like literally like a virus all over the world and, and now then get into the stock markets and affect those stock markets. So we will have to see. Um, and, and hopefully things will settle down again and we won't see another crash. Although, as I said, I think we are due for a, a certainly a large correction in the stock market. So there you go. Thanks for listening. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. If you're interested in learning about property, get in touch with me, charles at charleskelly.net or on uh, Messenger, which you can get me on uh, Charles Kelly on, on Messenger or on LinkedIn. So thanks for listening and bye for now. Have a great evening.